right, everyone, welcome back. This is our weekend extra at Grace Church. We just got through our weekend service here with Jeff, and we're excited to kind of jump into some extra stuff, some things that maybe you want to think about this week as you're kind of going over it. And we're going to go ahead and just dive right in. First of all, Jeff, how are you feeling? I, I'm feeling very well, thank you. I'm really glad to hear that. I think it's <laughs> feeling good. I'm just kidding. It's probably well. It's good. I went to Barbara, and my grammar's not phenomenal. So. <laughs> well, I'm a pretty significant redneck, so I know I make up most of my vocabulary. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, speaking of making stuff up, actually not at all, but um, Jeff, you are you spent a lot of time making sure that your sermon's where you want it to be every week, and I'm sure that every week you're pulling some stuff out because you're like, there's no way I can cram that into yeah. whatever time allotted that you have and, and stuff like that. Is there anything this week, we talked a lot about the creation story, anything this week that you pulled out that you think would be really good for us to dive into, though? You know, the the one big piece I pulled out just because of time uh, was a, a part of the conversation I was thinking about having about the curse, mm. right? So uh, Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3 is what we talked about this week, and I uh, kind of summarized that and, and laid out the big picture of God's heart for us, man's rebellion against God, and uh, how Satan's a part of that. So... Um, yeah, you just run out of time. When you're talking about the origins of man and the heart of God and the nature of humanity, it's, it's really hard to fit into <laughs> 40 or 45 minutes. So um, so part of that was the curse. And so if you read through those passages on your own, especially Genesis chapter 3, um, there's this whole section where God removes Adam and Eve from the garden. And he looks at them and he sa- he curses the serpent. He says, you're going to crawl on the on your belly for the rest of your life, and, and uh, I'm going to put enmity between you and, and humanity. And I talk about that a little bit in the in the in uh, our conversation. Uh, but then he says to Adam and Eve, he says, you're going to be cursed too. Uh, Adam, you're going to toil to bring things out of the ground. That, that was a, a big part of it. So uh, when we think about weeds and we think about how hard it is to grow food and drought and all that, that's all a result of the curse. Uh, just to clarify, work is not a result of the curse. Right. So work was something that God actually created humanity to do, so it's not that. But kind of the the frustration of work and, and particularly like caring for ourselves. So if you remember Adam and Eve when they're in the garden, they just picked food off the tree and work the garden, that was it. And now they have to labor at it. And then he said to Eve, he said, you're going to have pain in childbirth, uh, and you're going to be kind of under your husband's authority uh, and, and not like it. And so again, childbirth is not a curse. It's the, the agony of childbirth. And being under someone's authority is not the curse. It, it's, the, it's that now you, you're under the authority of an imperfect person, mm-hmm. right? And so a question could come up, like, if God's a loving God, why would he curse? And, and I would say that um, there's a couple ways to think about a curse. Like, if I looked at you, Joe, and I was like, I curse you, you know, I... Like I, Wednesday, you did that? I did do yeah, that, yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, so, like, if I was like, from now on, you, you know, I... I I'm going to say this spell about you, or I'm going to command that your hair starts to fall out, or something like that. You know? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. Um, but I put this curse on you. That's one way to think about a curse. Another thing to think about the curse is a curse can be a natural result. So we could say, like, um, the, the, the curse of being a wealthy society is we battle obesity. Uh, the, the curse of... of um, uh, of having freedom is we make the wrong choices, right? Uh, the curse of being this attractive is you always have to deal with stalkers, right? So, so 
there's more than one way to talk about the idea. And when we think about the curse of God on humanity, it's more in that camp that God is looking and saying, listen, if you eat of this tree, you will die. And since you ate of it, I'm, I'm not going to protect you from these natural consequences anymore. Adam, I'm not going to just make food for you. I'm not going to make your life simple. Uh, you're going to have to go work and toil and deal with uh, drought and floods and the consequences of things not going well. Eve, I'm not just going to bless you with children and, and, and make you fruitful multiply. You're going to have to labor now to have that blessing or that result. Uh, you're going to have to follow this imperfect person and deal with the consequences of being under his authority. So it's not a, the curse is not a spiteful God looking and saying, ah, now, now you've done it. You know, yeah. the curse is um, I created you for heaven on earth, Eden, paradise, and you rebelled mm -hmm. against that. And in your rebellion, now this is this is what you have to deal with, and this is the outcome of that rebellion. So, I think that conversation is important because if we don't understand God, by the way, we're gonna we're gonna have that conversation, kind of in a roundabout way, but more in depth when we do our next series, five assumptions about God and why they're wrong. But it really affects how we view God and then how we translate or interpret things that God says throughout the the scripture. So that was something that. I was like, there's just not another 15 minutes to, to weed that through. But it's a fascinating thing to, to read mm -hmm. in Genesis chapter 3. It's a fascinating thing to study. Yeah, a lot of our questions on why things happen the way they happen, a lot of that has at least roots in then understanding what the curse is. Yep. And so, yeah, fascinating stuff. Another question that I had as I was listening to the message is... Um, kind of this understanding of freedom, that we we're created to have freedom, God gives us freedom, but why? what's the difference between um, freedom to do whatever I want, you know, insert stereotypical 13-year-old, I'm going to do whatever I want, Yeah. and what God intends with that understanding? What's kind of the biblical understanding there? It, it's, it's love and wisdom. So using the example of a 13-year-old, I have one of those uh, who is a great kid. But the reason that my 13-year-old can't do whatever he wants is because I love him enough to, to realize he doesn't have the wisdom to make those decisions. So there's certain decisions I make for him. I don't, I, school's dumb. All right, you're going, right? Well, why? Because I have a perspective that he doesn't have. I have a experience, a, a wisdom, an insight on life, and I love him enough to, to not give him those freedoms. So whenever God restricts us or commands us, it's because he loves us. It's never because he's spiteful or wants his, our lives to be miserable. Uh, his ways are not our ways. His, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And he's, he's doing that because he loves us, and in his perfect and eternal uh, insight, so to say, he, he knows what is good for us and what's not. And so he, he shares that with us through the scriptures. That's so good. Um, I think that I've met people that are just trying to make those dumb decisions, and God in his wisdom is trying to—it's phenomenal stuff. Trusting in—goes back to last week's message, just trust—who were you trusting in yeah. in the first place and knowing that he's got— uh, our interest and our well-being. Uh, at, at and that, and that rebellion, that tendency to resist, we talked about that this weekend, mm -hmm. that what, that mankind, you know, that the, Satan's big temptation is 
you'll be God instead of God. <laughs> and so that that me wanting to be God is my independence. Like I think I know better and I don't want to be under authority and who are you to tell me what to do? Mm-hmm. That is that is me rebelling against God and in our sin nature we would we would do it. So what the scripture does it shows us the heart of God and the mind of God, and then the work is the work of faith to believe and to trust those things in our lives. Yeah, which doves right into the the understanding that we have to choose to love Him. It's not just a robotic thing. Like, and I think about even in our relationship, you know, as pastors at the church, you know, like just working under your leadership, you know, it's humbling, it's inspiring. It, I'm always found to be. Um, what's this statement say? I can't follow your train of thought in the notes you sent me. What? What's no. It? <laughs> I'm just that kidding. You are the most amazing leader, <laughs> uh-huh, and I pledge one. my life to you. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't figure that one out right there, <laughs> but um, but I'll read your notes better next time. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, it is. It's just we have to have that choice to work with one another, love one another, and of course, on the nth degree, that's what God created us for, and how we can respond to Him. So it's fantastic. So this is our weekend extra. Join us next week as we do that. If you didn't catch up with this week's message, make sure you go to graceohio.org, go to the Bath Campus messages, and catch up there, and check out our YouTube. YouTube channel for more content, more weekend extras, and uh, we'll be with in touch next week. See you later.